Hi guys, Vlord here. First of all, apologies on the podcast uh, two-month hiatus. It was mainly because I was busy and didn't have time to edit stuff. Uh, luckily, we should be back to a more regular schedule moving forward, so look forward to some exciting episodes about various volumes and some other content that you guys might enjoy that is Demon Slayer related. I also want to quickly mention that uh, Mary and Sakaki and I have started a new podcast about Shaman King. So if you're interested in Shaman King at all or are planning to read the new Kodansha release of it, go give the podcast a follow on Twitter at Shaman King Pod. As far as this episode goes, it was actually recorded back in May. But it's still pretty relevant since we talk about the manga's Mugen Train arc. So the timing kind of works out since the movie is just now coming out in Japan. Anyways, thanks again for supporting the podcast, and I hope you all enjoy this episode. This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, Vlor GTZ, and with me today I have J-Mac. Hello. Also with us is Laser Kid. Howdy, people. And lastly, we have Allison. Hello, where's Alien? Alien cannot join us today, but the bigger question we should be asking is why... All of us are here, because the anime is done airing on Tanami. Yeah, why So we don't really have any more episodes to talk about. What are we doing here? I read the manga. Yes, we're here because we made J-Mac read the Demon Train arc, because we kept memeing about it. So it kind of just made sense. Okay, we should probably just talk about the arc, because... It's a good arc. It's in the Shonen Jump manga vault, so you can easily read it. Plus, it's kind of a good thing for people who are, like, done with the anime on Tanami and want to just jump straight into the manga. So, hey, let's just talk about the Mugen Train arc. Because, yeah. I guess we should title this Don't Listen if you want to watch the movie blind. Or nothing bad happens on a train. Nothing bad. Well, nothing bad did happen on that train. It's but we'll true. Get to nothing that. did bad happen on the train. Amazing. I mean, I guess mildly, mildly, but nothing bad truly on the train. That's the funny thing. We kept joking about like, don't get on the train, don't get on the train. But if anything, they shouldn't have gotten off the train. The train was keeping them safe. Yeah, the train was safer than going off the train. Because everything bad happened off the train. <laughs> I don't know. He probably would have found them on the train eventually. Probably. Probably. Well, I mean, yeah. some bad stuff could have happened on the train, but it was a punk-ass bitch who kind of got his ass kicked. So, you know. But, yes, let's talk about the plot. Yes. Yeah, so we're specifically covering chapters 54 to 69 Basically, the entirety of the Mugen Train arc from start to finish. Which starts at the end of the, like, starts, like, with, before they get on the train, and it shows that truly, Zenitsu was the one brain cell of this group at this time. <laughs> yeah, basically. At last you can see why I like him, kind of, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> because both Tanjiro and Inosuke... Now, things happen slightly different here than they did in the anime. Because, I mean, yeah, they they, they people... Freaked out. Oh no, they have swords, and then it's like swords are illegal. But no, they were never chased onto the train. That was added. <laughs> yeah, the anime yeah. kind of just dragged that scene out, like they did most of those final scenes. But it was still hilarious because Inosuke's like, "I'm gonna kill it first <laughs> because of course he was. Yeah, he also put the swords like up his butt, like just like he in did the anime before, and it was fabulous. Yes, the, the fantastic Inosuke pose. Yep, it will yeah, be. Can, uh, can we just get Inosuke to be a runway model? Oh my god. I'm literally looking at that panel as we're talking about it. I kind of want an Inosuke Ducky Makura. 
That's what they call it over there. The you know those sexy pillows. Oh, Dakimakura. Yeah, Dakimakura. Yeah, I mean, I, I could. Uh... I mean, if you're gonna do one for a guy, Inosuke's would be a good choice. But why Inosuke? And, uh... Actually, nah, Inosuke would be the best choice. I was thinking, what about Muzan? But I mean, I want one of Muzan too. It's just he's not here right now. Mm, that's true. I also want a body pillow of someone else, but we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, so once they get on the train, they uh, kind of immediately notice our fiery Hashira, Rengoku. He loves good food, as 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 is, you know, normal. But yeah, and he's yelling about it. He's uh, really enthusiastic about that food. He's a, he's escaped from the from the uh, scene of food wars. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's not doing a foodgasm, so he's safe, and he can enjoy his food in peace. Yep. But of course, uh, this ain't any normal train, because there's demons on the train. <laughs> like, literally on top of the train, the surviving Lower Moon, Kizuki, Enmu, is just riding on it like a G, and he's, like, being super sketchy, because that's what you do, you Stand on top of a train while it's moving. If he was on a boat, I'd say we should play uh, I'm on a boat, but it's a train. But it's same same energy. Someone needs to remix that song and put I'm on a train. I'm sure they are. I'm sure it already exists. <laughs> Alien, help us make that remix. You can do it. I believe in you. Alien, give us all the train meme remixes. I personally just love how... Tanjiro goes up to Rengoku. Rengoku's like, oh yeah, food is good. Oh, you're having some stuff? I don't understand any of that. It was more than that. Like As they were walking through the train car, they just keep hearing, delicious! Delicious! (laughs) Delicious! 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 He really loves that food, and he wants the whole world to know. It was the funniest thing I've read. I mean, okay. Maybe um, hello, delicious. Uh, Before yeah. Yelp, this is what they did to review food. They yelled it out at the top of their lungs. Yes. You know, as, as one does. Um, Rengoku was the original Yelper. You should be <laughs> praising him. I just love how it's just like, oh, hey, I have no idea what you're talking, talking about with this uh, fire-breathing shit, but um, hey, want to be my Sugoku? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, I don't have a Sugoku. Yeah, you should be it. You look cool enough. And Tatra's just like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> like, he's just, like, really, like, kind of stunned by it. Because, like, Rengoku just, like, straight up asks him, like, just out of the blue. He's just like, oh, hey, you guys cool- look cool. Join me, and we will one of us. good food. One of us. But yes, Enmu is, is riding that train. Yeah, and uh, suddenly a demon shows out of nowhere, and Rengoku quickly cuts off its head. And then everyone starts cheering, it's all happy, the arc's over, the end. Nothing bad happened on a train. Yeah. But it turns out they're all just asleep. Because uh, the real fun's about to begin. (laughs) Because Enmu is a jerk. Yeah, so it turns out that... What Enmu's been doing is that he's been forcing these humans to, like, basically hypnotize and make all these people fall asleep by, like, punching the tickets for the train. And when they punch the tickets, that, like, releases, like, some sort of thing that just makes them fall asleep. So the whole logic there is that he just keeps them asleep. And then he can go into their dreams using like a like a magic rope and then destroy their dream space so that they just basically become like empty souls. It makes them real easy to eat. Yeah. Like uh no no struggle. You can just cook them up nice and good. A nice tasty human stew in the making. Plus it gets a lot of passengers that way, like Think about how much food Enmu's going to have after this. I mean, if he'd actually been able to do what he had fully planned, spoilers, he doesn't. What? Enmu's going to die? I wouldn't have expected that. The demons are going to win, Laser. The demons always win. 
Tanjiro dies. Everybody dies. Nobody lives. It's, it's the it's the end of the story. But you know, I mean, if you really think of it, he dies repeatedly. Tanjiro. I mean, you're right. Actually, his entire technically correct. The best kind of correct. Yeah. So I guess we should talk about what everyone's dreaming about. I is <laughs> dreaming of being a son. It's adorable though, because he's being like actually cool with Nezuko and just like, hey, let's do stuff. Like, he's actually... Of Zenitsu simping, this is, like, the least annoying. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of holding Nezuko's hand and, like, running around the place being happy. Mm-hmm. And then Inosuke is is Inosuke. Yeah, Inosuke's doing, like, a s- underground, like, scavenger. Inosuke and, has seen ground like He is on. the leader of the group. And everyone else is, like, animals. Like... Ponjiro and um, Chinitsu, yeah. And then Nezuko's like a squirrel and like Inosuke gives her acorns. Because why not? Truly the mind of an Inosuke is the mind of an Inosuke. Yeah. A very bizarre world. Strangely, like Rengoku actually has kind of a sad one because it's like him dreaming about his like actual past and like like his neglectful like father and like his little brother and like how like despite Rengoku achieving so much as a Hashira his father doesn't really acknowledge him and his little brother who wants to follow in his footsteps is kind of like kind of afraid about the future and like Rengoku's kind of consoling him Rengoku mm-hmm. is just an amazing dude like yeah uh- like, we learn later that it's, like, his true self or something like that is in the dream. But, like, while all these guys are dreaming, like, the humans that are hired by Edmu are, like, trying to, like, find, like, the... There's, like, a sphere that's supposed to break kind of the dream-like space. So they're trying to find the sphere. But when, like, one of the girls goes into... Rengoku's dream, Rengoku immediately starts like subconsciously like strangling her. <laughs> Which he's is like, kind of nope. messed up. He's like, nope, nope, you can't have this. I can't kill you because you're not a demon. So he's like, he's strangling her, but only just so. Yeah, like he doesn't know that he's actually doing it, but his like body is trained to defend himself. And then there's Tanjiro's dream. Yeah, Tanjiro's dream is sad because like it's him going back home and realizing that all his family's alive. And, like, like Tanjiro can definitely tell something's off, but, like, he's so happy that it, like, doesn't really matter at first. It's just like, oh, damn. My heart. My heart. It hurts. Go to gay. Why? Why do you do this? Why because that's what makes us both love and hate the, the story. Because if it wasn't like this, we wouldn't be invested. But, oh, man, it hurts. Yeah. But uh, what finally breaks Tanjiro out of, like, his dream state is Nezuko. Because since Nezuko didn't have a ticket, since she's in the box, like, Nezuko just kind of crawls out and sees Tanjiro sleeping. Well, and Nezuko comes out when uh, Rengoku's already strangling that one person. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So the one person, so they explain how, like, the people are trying to destroy, like, how, like, the core, the, the core... Of their soul, or something like that, as fragile as glass. And that these humans that are being manipulated, who have already had their cores destroyed, um, have gone into the dream so that, like, the demon slayers don't sense it. Um, they're they've gone in there with the intent to destroy these cores. And Rengoku has already fat, like, just instinctively already grabbed the one who, who was trying to destroy his. Yeah. So, like, seeing the situation, that's called just like headbutts Tanjiro. <laughs> Twice. Twice. Yeah, and uh, even Nezuko can't break Tanjiro's head because Tanjiro has a really hard head. But it does cause Nezuko's own forehead to, like, bleed. So she uses that blood and uses her demon blood art to, like, light Tanjiro on fire. Burning that rope. Yup. And, like, while Tanjiro's in the dream, he also get like, suddenly, like, gets on fire as well. Well, yeah, he keeps getting, like, these instinctive things. Like, first, like, he's looking in the river and his reflection is the real him. And tells him that, like, something's wrong and, he, and like, he needs to wake up or something. And then, like, later, he, 
his dad appears to him and says, there's something you need to cut or something like that. And yeah. Yeah. So his subconscious is like, like Rengoku, it's kind of like fighting against the actual like dream state. But like Nezuko, like lighting, like Tanjiro's body on fire is kind of the final tipping point. And he's like, crap, I have to get out of here. How do I get out of here? <laughs> and then his dad tells him that there's something you need to cut. And like basically kill yourself in the dream. Yeah, you have to slit your own throat, basically. Now, it's at a, this point, the human has already thing. gotten into Tanjiro's subconscious. And we'll talk about that later because... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Tanjiro finally wakes up. He's like, crap. What the heck's going on? Meanwhile, Enosuke uh, is dealing with his own fun inv- dream invader. And Enosuke doesn't give a shit. He's just like, hey, what's up? Hi. I'm an Osuke. Yeah, he's like intruder. And then <laughs> for some reason, like dream. a version of Zenitsu shows up. Yeah, it's like psychopath murders Zenitsu, who's like, there are no men allowed in here. He even points out there shouldn't normally be anyone else in the subconscious realm, but uh, when it comes to someone's strong world with a strong ego, that can happen. When you're a simp, you have two personalities. It's true. Don't be a simp like Zenitsu. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, when the th- when Zenitsu catches the guy in his subconscious, oh man, the subconscious Zenitsu is terrifying. Yes. Yeah, like he has like hedge cutters with him too, and it's like, what the yeah. crap? You, you, threat- you threaten my soul, you threaten the only one in my- allowed in my subconscious is Nezuko, <laughs> get out. He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> I guess we found the true Friday the 13th, it's in uh, Zenitsu. But yeah, Tanjiro wakes up. And he's like, huh, I probably shouldn't cut these ropes. So, like, he has Nesco just burn them, which was a good idea, because apparently if you cut the ropes, the people that go into your dreams can't come back. And Enmu didn't bother telling anyone that, because, you know. Yeah, the humans, who cares about humans? Humans are trash. Like, they're, they're just tools to get more food. Yeah. And, like... You gotta love um, uh, Inosuke's subconscious self. <laughs> His subconscious was already a maze, and like he catches up to the, <laughs> the subconscious. Inosuke just finds the dude, and he's like about ready to eat him. Yeah. <laughs> now let's talk about Tanjiro's subconscious. Yeah. Yep. The guy who entered Tanjiro's subconscious is now awake. And, like, is hesitating to fight. And the others are, like, yelling at him, You're willingly stopping? And then we learn why. Tondro's subconscious is just, like, so calm and beautiful. It has, like, little spirits of light that have been created by his kindness. And one of them seems to have attached to him. Which is just, like, Tondro is such a good boy. The goodness shined out and literally touched another person and made them good. Yeah. Tondro casually changing people's lives without even realizing yet again. Good pa- good boy powers activated. Good boy powers activated. Like the the guy specifically said, I wanted to stay there for like they got they, they were so nice they guided him to Tanjiro's soul core. He couldn't do it and, at that point. And then at that point he couldn't do it, and he wanted to stay there forever because it was so warm and kind. And then as he was being yanked out, he grabbed onto one of the sprites and held onto it, and it stayed with him. And- yeah. So, the secret to saving everyone in Demon Slayer is for them to just go inside Tondro's head. Yep. You just throw Muzan inside Tondro's unconscious and everything will be okay. Although, no, Muzan, no, Muzan would exploit that. Muzan would exploit the kindness. As we see that he does later in this self-same story. <laughs> There's something I wouldn't want to say here, but uh, it would be huge spoilers. <laughs> but, yeah, the guy who went inside Tondro's head once he wakes up, like, he just knocks everyone out. So yeah, Tanjiro made an ally without even trying. Because he's just that pure. Apparently this is why Enmu didn't even bother to go into a dream, though. He's just like, yeah, subconscious can, can influence you, and I don't want that because I'm an evil jerk. I don't want to be a softy. That's lame. Yeah. So then Tanjiro goes on top of the... opens the door in the train, and he immediately... Like, he first, like, he smells the faint demon blood. He's like... There, something's not right here. And then he goes outside the train and immediately smells the demon. And he's just like looking at Enmu, and Enmu's like, oh, I, I could have made your dream more unpleasant. Yeah. And at this point, 
Although, and then he kind of realizes, and then Edmund realizes, wait a minute, you got hey, a dream by killing yourself. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, because like he tries using the his dream powers on like Tanjiro again because his yeah his blood demon art is literally just hypnosis. So like by looking at like his like technique, like Tanjiro is supposed to fall asleep, but Tanjiro doesn't fall asleep because every time Enmu does that, he's just killing himself in the dream. So Tanjiro pretty quickly cuts off Enmu's head, but that's not the end of Enmu because before Enmu like dies quote-unquote he mentions that oh yeah i fused myself with the train i am the train now everything nothing bad happened on the train but everything that happened to the train rip train train was the true hero all along then it cuts to down below where you see like like he's like yes this was my whole plan all of them are my hostages and my food and stuff like that and then, like, it cuts to down below, and, like, you see, like, the biomass, like, growing up. And, like, you see, like, um, what's his... Inosuke, like, do his, like, beast-breathing fifth form or something like that, or fifth thing, like, wild flashing to rescue a bunch of the people. Nezuko's trying to fight as well. I love in, like, one of, like, the in-between, like, uh, notes, the Taisho whispers, like, Gotenge just mentions that, oh, yeah... Nezuko just like burned the burnt the tickets uh that they got for the train and that woke everyone up and that they forgot to actually show that in the manga. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I found that really funny. It's just like, oh yeah, by the way, I forgot to show this thing, but they're all awake now. <laughs> Except for Zenitsu. He's still asleep. Yeah, Zenitsu is still asleep, but something inside him, like like he of course wait, of course, he's still asleep. No shit. Uh-huh. That's the only time he can fight. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the demon made a big mistake by putting Zenitsu to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that was that was not the smartest move. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, no, the, the demon thing grabs Nezuko's arms, and immediately Zenitsu is just there, like, ready to beat down a motherfucker. He's not having any of that crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, uh, now that all of them are able to fight again, like, they decide to kind of split up the train so that they can, like, keep everyone safe. So Rengoku decides to take a whopping, like, five carts of the train. First, like, Tanjiro's down below, and then, like, suddenly the train just, like, jumps. And it's because Rengoku just leapt from, like, the back of the train. Because Rengoku, you know, the the Hashira. That's just what Rengoku does. Yep. But, like, uh, Inosuke kind of goes up to the top of the train and is kind of smelling, like, the front of the train and, like, he kind of, like, notices that, hey, the demon's probably at, like, the front car of the train, where all, like, the coal is. So, like, Inosuke and Tanjiro just head over there, and uh, when they get to that cart, like, they just, like, suddenly, like, are surrounded by, like, a mass of just, like, different, like, demon flesh. And there's a conductor there still, because I guess the conductor doesn't know what's going on. Nothing suspicious there. He's like, because what of is course going the head on? is at the top of the train. Of course. I mean, it's head of the head. Yeah. Yes. I've really loved how Inosuke has done this. Like, I'm the leader of this group, but I know it's that I know where the problem is. I love how Inosuke was also like, I knew the train was alive the entire time. Inosuke was always right, as it turns out. Yeah. Yes. When they get to the front of the train, though, like, Inosuke and Hachiro, like, break open the floorboards, because, like, the flesh of, like, Enmu's, like, basically underneath the train. And you get a nice yeah. shot of, like, what looks like a spinal column. Yeah, so they see a giant spinal column, they're like, oh, crap, we have to, like, cut this thing. So they keep trying to cut it, but whenever they try to do so, Enmu uses the hypnosis on them. So Tanjiro keeps, like, cutting his own neck inside the dream state, but, like, because he still is waking up with his eyes open... He, he immediately, like, when he breaks out of the dream state, he's brought back in. So he keeps trying to do it faster and faster, and then it gets to the point where he almost cuts off his own neck in the real world. And, yeah, and, because uh, the demon was tricking him at that point. The demon was like... Yeah. And Nosuke's just like, dude, you're awake, shut up, stop. And Nosuke's like, I- I'll handle this, because, like, since Inosuke has, like, a boar mask, Enmu can't really see where Inosuke's looking inside the mask. Yeah. And it was more that, oh, you're too afraid to look me in the eyes. <laughs> God, yes. that, that, that was the best. Of course, as they're fighting, 
turns out the conductor does know what's going on. He's like, oh, don't interfere with the dream. Ah. And he stabs Tondro. And- yeah, like he's about to stab Inosuke, but Tondro gets in the way, like the good boy that he is, and gets a little flesh wound. Yeah. Indeed. But Inosuke is able to finish uh, doing his beast breathing on the spinal column of Enmu, and then Tanjiro uses the Hinokami Kagura to also attack the spinal column, and that effectively kills Enmu. Yeah, he's still around for a while to complain about it, but he he's pretty he, he's pretty Yeah, like the train the train body that Enmu had made for himself is starts breaking apart. It's like uh they like decide to start like evacuating the train and saving everyone. And Tandro's really focused on the guy who stabbed him because he's like, please don't die. Like, if, like, I die, that makes that guy a murderer. Because, like, instead of caring about his own life, he's caring about other people, of course. Classic Tandro. Yeah, but eventually, like, Tandro, like, passes out. But, like, uh, Inosuke kind of wakes him up after, like, everyone's cleared from the train. And, like, Inosuke mentions how, like, the fleshiness of the train, like, broke his fall. I also love mm-hmm. who calls him Santaro because he hasn't quite quite figured out names yet. No, I, I think it's more that he just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, Nosuke's like they're they're all just my minions. I get to decide their names. I mean, we saw that is exactly what he believes. <laughs> yeah, Gon Pachiro's best boy. Gon Yeah, Gon Pachiro. <laughs> but immediately, like Tandro's like, "Hey, where's that guy who stabbed me?" Go save him. And Inosuke's like, can't we just let him die? He literally stabbed you. And Tondra's like, no, we can't do that. You have to save him. And Inosuke's like, fine. But I'm going to pull out all his hair after I save him. <laughs> Meanwhile, Enmu's all going, I lost. How did I lose? Me? I'm amazing. That's ridiculous. It must be someone else's fault. Whose fault is it? It's all of their faults. Especially that Tanjiro. It's that one guy's fault. It's Rengoku's fault. Wait, there's a demon girl working with him? It's gotta be her fault. No, wait. And like he, he like one particular thing that he mentions that even with all the power he got, he still was nothing compared to the power of the upper Kizuki. And like you see a few like silhouettes of like the Kizuki. And they don't they don't really look like the upper Kizuki is like that much. Like I'm, I'm guessing uh, Gotage hadn't really finalized some of those designs, but uh, one of them sort of looks like one of them that we see later. But yeah, the the big thing there though is that the upper Kizuki are way more powerful than Enmu. Enmu is just a dumbass. He's not really. He's powerful. cannon fodder. Yeah. And then he just dies because yeah. Bye, yeah. Enmu. Yeah. No one will miss you. Not even Muzo. Nah. Nope. But after this, Rengoku kind of shows up in front of Tanjiro. Like, he basically gives him, like, instructions on how to, like, correct his blood vessels so that his body can heal, like, his wound faster. Basically guides him through the breathing. He's like, oh, hey, you're doing the total concentration breathing thing. Do it this way and it'll heal your your bleeding. Yeah, he's starting his training early while Tanjiro's dying, as all masters do. That's the best time to learn, you know. Exactly. So, like, Tanjiro was eventually able to stop the bleeding on his own. And everything's happy. The end. The arc's over. Nothing, Nothing bad's gonna bad happen. happened on trains, as it turns out. Yeah, because everything bad happens when you get off the train. Because then suddenly, the Chad, the big boy himself, Akaza, shows up. Upper three. Upper three. Hey, cute. Immediately, he and Rengoku go at it. Yeah, they, they really don't like, make a single pause in between, like, Akaza showing up and Rengoku and him, like, just going straight into the battle. Like, Akaza's like, hey, Rengoku, you're strong. Why not become a demon? Then Rengoku's like, nah, that's lame. I'm not gonna do that. Why would I do that? Having a, a, a limited lifespan is what gives life meaning and beauty. Yeah, and that just pisses Akaza off, and then they start fighting. As you do, Kaza really is like, oh yeah, you're skilled, but you'll never be perfect because you're human and you'll die of old age. But if you were a demon, you could go more powerful. Join the dark side. We have cookies! 
one of us, one of us. But, you know, like he keeps like saying, well, you're super strong. You should be. Why aren't you a demon? Because you could be strong forever. And uh, it, yes. And Rengoku is just too good of a boy for that. Well, no, Rengoku. It's more than that. Rengoku has some pretty specific reasons. Like, oh, he does. He you'll does. get old and your sword skills will fade away. He's like, yes, that's how it's supposed to be. And that what makes them that what gives that's what gives like value and nobility to human life. Yeah. Yep. And they just keep going back and forth on this for a while. Yeah. One interesting thing to note is the name of Akaza's technique, Destructive Death Compass Needle. They don't really explain how Akaza's power actually works, and that's because it, it becomes important very later on, but keep note of that name, because it does explain sort of how his powers work. Oh, so, fun! But, uh, after they clash a little bit, Rangoku's kind of pretty beat up. Like, he's, like, bleeding everywhere. And, uh, he's not in good shape. Yeah, not not doing so great. Like, his eyes, like, literally, like, gone. Like, it's implied that, like, Akaza just, like, kind of, like, basically, like, destroyed it. Or, like, made it, like, bleed to shreds. Yeah, no, his, his, his left eye is screwed. Yeah, but, like, despite all that, Rangoku's still trying to fight. Because he will fulfill his duty. Because... Rengoku had, I mean, and this was definitely not by accident that um, the, the author put this in there. Rengoku had just taught Tanjiro how to control his breathing to stop, like, and target specific parts of his body to stop the bleeding. Rengoku's clearly doing that at this point. Yeah, he is. Um, especially when uh, he lunges towards Akaza, and Akaza punches him right through the chest. Ow. Just ow, my soul. And Akaza's yeah. still like, you're finished, Kyojuro. Give in, say you'll become a demon. And uh, this just makes Rengoku remember his mother. And like how his mother was like mentioning to him that like you were born stronger than other people. So you have to help like people that are weaker than you. And like it's implied that like Rengoku's mother is like slowly dying. I mean, she even says like, I won't live to see you when you're really strong, but. I'm so proud to be your mother because I know that you'll defend the weak and that you're kind. And oh god, when we come out of that flashback, it's just like, no, the honor is mine to have had you as a mother. And I'm just like, yeah. And w- when he says this to himself, like that's when he like swings his sword at Akaza's neck and tries to like cut it, and like it's slowly seeping through. Like it's not going all the way through because Akaza's neck is probably pretty thick, but. Rengoku's trying his hardest, and, like, he even grabs a hold of Akaza's, like, other, like, arm as, like, he tries to punch him. Like, Akaza tries to tear Rengoku's head off. Yeah, and, like, Akaza's like, what the the crap is going on here? Why can't I move? And, like, he starts to realize what, like, Rengoku's plan is. Like, it's literally to just, like, keep him stuck there until the sun's about to rise. Like, rise on. The sun's already about to. Yeah. The sun's already coming. And, like, uh, Tanjiro and Inosuke kind of noticed this plan, and, like, they try to lunge up to help Rengoku, but they get there a little too late, and Akaza breaks free of Rengoku's grasp and runs away into the forest. Yeah, he, like, rips off his own arms. Then Tanjiro eats his sword at him. Well, Tanjiro chases him first. But, I mean, I I want to say first before we go any further, because this is relevant... Tanjiro, while watching the fight, was able to follow both of them with his eyes. Neither Zenitsu nor Inosuke were able to do that. That's true. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, now Tanjiro's chasing him, calling him a coward, and then he throws his sword at him. Gets him right through the chest. Yeah, it's... it's, it's... And Akaza's like... It's only unfortunate it didn't nail him to a tree. That would have been even better, but alas. And Akaza's like, why are you calling me a coward? I clearly won. Rengoku's gonna die. Yeah, he's like, I'm not running away from Rengoku. I'm running away from the sun. I'm not a coward. I'm the winner. You're not a winner. Kondro kind of points out here, like, demon slayers fight demons on, like, the demon's home advantage, like, nighttime. And the demons are running away when, like, nighttime ends. He says that, but he also says... 
Rengoku's whole purpose was to prevent everyone from dying, and he did that. He won, and you're running away because the sun's about to come out. You are the coward. Yeah. And, like, as he's, like, saying this, he just starts, like, screaming by the end and, like, tearing up. Because he knows, like, Rengoku's kind of fucked here. He's dying. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so much pain. Yeah, but before Rengoku passes on, like, he decides to tell Tanjiro about, like, the visions that he saw of his past. He tells him to go to uh, where he where he was born and grew up, because he'll find the writings of previous Flame Hashira. And that those records will probably contain information about the Hinokami Kagura. Yeah, and Lorengoku also says to tell, like, his little brother Senjiro to take the path that he thinks is right, to follow his heart, and to tell his father to take care of himself. He also ends off with saying, like, he believes in Nezuko and considers her a member of the Demon Slayer Corps now. Because, like, no no demon would fight to protect humans like Nezuko does. And then he yeah. says to Tanjiro, Nez- or not Nezuko, Inosuke and Zenitsu that he believes that they are the next Tashira. He does say that, yeah. And then right before Rengoku passes on, he sees a vision of his mother. And he's asking himself, did I do well? Did I use my gifts wisely? And, like, his mother responds, you did splendidly. And Rengoku dies with a smile. Mm-hmm. And we're all crying. God, this reminds me of something that happens later, but it's just like, ah. Yes, and then the word of his death gets out to the other, all the other Hashiro, and we see them reacting. But we also see Tanjiro, you know, saying... Like, it's frustrating because he was so much better than us by so much, and he died here. And he's like, I don't feel like, I don't know if I can do it. And then Inosuke comes up, basically verbally bitch smacks him, spitting straight facts, and says, um... You can't or you can't, doesn't do any good to sit there wondering about maybes. Yes, exactly. And... Um, I'm like, holy shit, Inosuke. What the hell happened to you? <laughs> but Inosuke's one, the one being deep, you know something's wrong. This is around yeah. the point where I actually started to really like Inosuke, because he has he's starting to go through his own little character arc. Yeah, I, I already loved Inosuke by this point, but like, this is a really kind of good stepping point for him, especially like during this entire fight. Like, you can see he like actually respects Rengoku, like he thinks Rengoku's pretty cool. So, like, for Rengoku to die, like, it's also hitting him pretty hard. Yeah, and... Yeah, I mean, and he, Inosuke, it's even pointed out, he's crying, too. Yeah, and then Inosuke beats them all up for saying that. But You'll never not, find Inosuke water, admitting that. There's just yeah. water coming out of my mask. Don't know why. It's a it's a defect. Yeah. And when the Kakushi, like, show up, like, Inosuke's just, like, beating them on the ground. <laughs> yes. But, the yeah, the Kakushi show up, the crow sends word out, the crows send word out to all the... Hashiro, and we see how how they react, and my uh, least favorite Hashiro decides, I'm going to kill all the demons now. Yeah, another interesting thing to note here is that Genya is with Giyome. Like, I think it was the first time we actually saw that they actually, like, work together. Because, like, they, they never straight out say, but it's implied that, like, um, Genya is uh, Giyome's, like, Sugoku. Yeah. Yeah, Sonami is like, yeah, just like, I'm gonna annihilate all the demons. The one that gets me is uh, Ubiyashiki. He's just like, I'm not forlorn. I'm not gonna live much longer, so I'll just see him when I see him. Yeah, I think this is the first time they mentioned that, like, Ubiyashiki is, like, pretty close to dying. I mean, I can see why, but... (laughs) Yeah, that, that, uh... That stuff on his face is not for show. It's not just on his face, it's on his neck! Yeah. Uh, that reminds me of reading stuff in the mangoes. It's like, oh god. There's some fun stuff later. <laughs> and then, the very next page. We see this mother gushing about how, oh, I've been barren, and then this boy, but this boy entered my life, and yes, he has a special skin condition where he can't go outside during the day. I wonder who this boy is. <laughs> I wonder. Hmm. And my company is coming up with a special medicine for him. You can't see it right now, but I am smiling in the please kill me style. Musan is uh playing around as a little boy. So first we was hot guy, then he was hot girl, and now little boy. Hmm. He's going through all the ranges. He's the ultimate actor. Yeah. Fair enough. 
But Akaza knows that he's now a little boy, so he shows up at Muzan's new home and uh, gives his update about um, his onslaught on the Demon Slayers. Muzan doesn't even seem to care about that too much, though. He wants to know if he found what he seeks. Yeah, and uh, Muzan asks about the blue spider lily. That sounds important. The bl- the blue spider lily's a weird thing to get into. Because it's, it's one thing that a lot of people in the Demon Slayer fandom debate, because th- there's a lot of, uh... It- it's important, but it's also not important. Uh, we we can get into that way later when we talk about future volumes of the series, because that's, like, a big spoiler for later on. But yeah, remember the blue spider lily for, like, eight volumes from now. <laughs> I had actually completely forgotten about it, so I'm glad we went back on this. I also completely forgot about it, because <laughs> it's like, it's important, but it's not really, the name of it's not really important, so. Yeah, but it pulls a Conan, that makes sense. I, I guess? I'd say well, it's pulling know. a One Piece here, but that's me. Well, you know how Conan will be like, oh hey, here's this character. Character doesn't do anything important for like ten volumes, and they bring him back, oh hey, here's this character again. Yeah, and they turn out to be really important. Fair enough. And then it at that point, you probably forgot about them. Yeah, but, like, there's, like, little hints in between their introduction and the reveal, usually. But anyway, Muzan is just like, so, uh, you didn't find it. No. no. I killed a Hashira, though. Yay. Of course you killed a Hashira, though. That's, like, normal for you guys. If you aren't able to kill a Hashira, you're doing your job wrong. Yeah, Muzan's just completely unimpressed and bitches him out real good. Yeah, and he's, like, pissed that he didn't kill the other Demon Slayers. Like, he really wanted Tanjiro dead, and Tanjiro's not dead, so he's like, you're so useless, Akaza. He's still I, I love, I was I was reading the uh, graphic novel I have on uh, Comixology, and at one point they uh, have Azaka, and I'm just like, at first I'm like, have I been getting it wrong? And it's just like, Akaza right after, I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe it was a misspelling on the printer end. Could be. Wait, what page was that? Um, hold on. I can tell you as soon as I can figure out what page I'm actually on. Oh, wait, I found it, yeah. 117, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, wait, wait, what? Oh, yeah, it does say Azaka. <laughs> Azaka, <laughs> you appear to be under a misconception. Good old typos. Okay. I'm just bringing it up because they threw me for a minute when I was taking notes that I'm not even using because I'm just going through the chapter now, but it's just like, uh... But it... Like, as Muzan's getting mad, you can also see, like, Muzan's, like, damaging Akaza. Without even really having to touch him, because, like, he has control over, like, Akaza's entire body, since Muzan's blood's, like, literally inside him. Yeah. So, like, he's just, like, torturing him just for the heck of it. And he tells Akaza to get the heck out, and Akaza gets the heck out. Yeah, and and he's like, the upper rank three has indeed fallen. (laughs) And this makes Akaza pretty mad, and, like, you can see the sword that he, like, pulled out of his body, like, stuck to a tree. Yeah, he screwed that thing up real good. Yeah, he just starts, like, punching the crap out of it, and he remembers Tanjiro, and he's like, I've memorized your face, boy. When we next meet, I'll spill your brains. I'm still wondering why he didn't just finish the job after he killed Teodro, because it'd be like... There's all these witnesses. Why don't I just kill all three of them? Because the sun was coming up. Oh. Yeah, if he'd stayed there, he would have been toast. Otherwise, he probably would have just one-shotted them all. I feel like if he one-shotted them and then just died after that, Muzan would have been, like, pleased because Nantro would have Sure, been but he doesn't want- Yeah, but Akaza wants to live. Like, even with that as is, he lived. For him, it's a much better deal. I meant, like, rationally speaking, as uh, well- that that would be, like, if he only cared about Muzan's motives, but, like, he has, like, his own motives, as we know later in the story. Hint, hint. Spoiler, spoiler. Nudge, what? nudge. A character has their own motives and don't exist purely as an extension of their boss? No way! Yeah. Return to Butterfly Mansion, where people are recovering again. Yep. Yeah. Except we don't get an entire arc out of it this time. <laughs> Yay! And I don't think they're going to spread, make it as long in the anime this time, because we won't be waiting for a movie, obviously. 
one episode for every page. Oh my god, why? <laughs> and we'll get the same Tanjiro montage thing every episode where he'll be like, I'm gonna make Nesuko human again. I'm gonna make it happen, guys. I promise. My family, I promise I'll do it. My friends, I promise I'll do it. Nesuko, I promise I'll do it. Every episode. But speaking of Tanjiro... Yeah, so, like, they're all, like, recovering at the mansion, but one day Tanjiro just, like, straight up leaves, and that freaks Nezuko out. Or not, no, it doesn't freak Nezuko out. It freaks, uh, yeah, it freaks Zanitsu out. Makes sense. Zanitsu I mean, it doesn't broke. take much to freak him out. Yeah. Um, and we see that uh, Tanjiro's actually going to the home of Rengoku's family. Yay. And he comes across Senjiro, who's looking, uh, Pretty depressed, as you would if your older brother is dead. That generally would happen, yes. Yeah, and like, Tanjiro first asks, have you heard the, f- like, news about Kyojiro? And, uh, yeah. So Sen- Senjiro's like, yeah, I've heard the news, but are you alright? You look pretty pale there, guy. But, uh, then... Father of the year. Yes, father of the year shows up. Rengoku's father. And... He's just bad-mouthing his own son. He's like, he didn't have that much talent anyways to become a swordsman. That's why he died. What a worthless, stupid son he was. And like, you can just see like the shock on Tanjiro's face that this is Rengoku's father. This is the guy who raised Kyojiro. Maybe it's just in the final phase of grief. I mean, probably, actually, but he's still being an absolute jerk. Yeah, and, like, he keeps just shitting on Kyojiro, and this makes Tanjiro pretty damn mad. And, like, it gets to the point where, like, um, he starts even, like, lashing out on Tanjiro, because he notices that Tanjiro has, like, Hanafuda earrings, and he's like, hey, you practice sun breathing, don't you? And then he, like, smacks Tanjiro onto the ground. You're here to mock us, aren't you? Don't you dare! Yeah, and, like, he mentions how, like, sun breathing is the first breathing technique, and um, it was the strongest of all of them, and all other breathing techniques are mere variations of sun breathing. And Tundra's like, wait, what? What are you, what are you talking about? I'm just, like, a, I'm just, like, an ordinary guy. Like, I, I'm not, nothing special. I don't even know what sun breathing is. And, like, uh, Rengoku's father is even going to the point where he's like, oh, you're, you must think you're so powerful, huh? And, like, this really gets to Tanjiro, because he, he's been having a lot, of, a lot of depression over, like, obviously Rengoku being freaking dead. So he's like, up, oh, do you have any, any idea what you're talking about? You don't know how miserable I am because of my own weakness. And, like, he tries to attack Tanjiro, but, like, Rengoku's father just, like, smacks him. Ouch. Yeah, and uh, you mean he tries to defend? You mean he tries to defend Tanjiro, not attack Tanjiro? Yeah. Before getting smacked by Rengoku's father. Mm-hmm. Wait, do you mean Senjiro? Yeah, you said Senjiro tries to attack Tanjiro. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does try to tell Tanjiro, "Hey, my dad's a former Hashira. This isn't necessarily a good idea, Tanjiro. Don't do it." Yeah. So Senjiro's like, "No, don't like lash out on." on him like that that's not a good idea he's he's a former Hashira guys and then yeah then Rengoku's father smacks Tanjiro but Tanjiro retaliates with the ultimate technique the spiral headbutt Tanjiro head is 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 the best head because it just knocks him out real cold yeah so Tanjiro does this spiral headbutt and it then like just flashes forward and like Tanjiro's like crap now I've done it and, like, Sanjiro's just trying to give him some tea and, like, chill him out. And, uh, Tanjiro's still, like, pretty depressed and he's talking about, like, Rengoku's final moments and everything. And Sanjiro's grateful for, like, everything Tanjiro's done. So, like, he hands him one of the books about the Flame Hashira in hopes that'll, like, tell them something about sun breathing. But... Rengoku's father has shredded it to pieces, basically. It's just, like, a bunch of scraps. Yeah, that's <laughs> helpful. That's helpful. Yeah, but Tanjiro's like, nah, don't worry. I've already, like, uh, 
know all like the different like uh dance movements so i just have to actually just master them and he like points out like total concentration uh constant has improved his physical strength but like that's not enough like if like um he like continues like he'll have to get stronger and like he he wish he had been there like and found a way to like get strong enough to like save rengoku it was hoping for a good old super saiyan super boost but the last he's not in dragon ball yeah that, that doesn't really happen in demon slayer oh. yeah and like tanjiro hopes to eventually become a powerful hashira like yeah, he even says there's no need for such a, sh- a method. There's no shortcut to this, but I got this. Yeah, and this makes uh, Sendro really tear up because, like, he was supposed to kind of follow in Rengoku's footsteps, but like his Nitrin sword never changed color, and uh, that's a sign that you don't have a good enough level of swordsmanship to uh, really become a demon slayer. And no matter how hard he trained, he wasn't good enough. Um, but despite that, he's sure that, like, one day, like, his brother, like, will forgive him. And Tanjiro changes his life, as Tanjiro does, by telling him Rengoku's final word for him. Yeah, and as, like, Tanjiro's leaving, Senjiro hands him the handguard of Rengoku's Nishirin sword. Yes. Which is a really cool, like, flame hilt, so. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. Um, and after Tanjiro leaves... Uh, Senjiro goes to his father, and uh, he mentions that Tanjiro's gone, and um, he mentions that Rengoku's final message to him was to take care of himself. And this makes Rengoku's father super sad. He starts drinking more and crying. Just like the Raiders. Yeah. Yup. And then as Tanjiro heads back to the mansion... He comes across the most friendly of faces. <laughs> Hagane Nezuka, <laughs> who is really pissed off and has like a bunch of knives on him. And he's totally gonna murder Tanjiro. Yeah. I love the way he fucking appears, too. He's got two cleavers in his hand, he's got two more like a, in a headband on his head. It's just like. And I think stern. he has two more in his belt. Yep. Yeah. And he's got, like, covered in knives, and he's about ready to kill someone. <laughs> and I love how, like, much of a dissonance this is with the Taisha Whisper for the chapter, because, like, on the Taisha Whisper, like, it's just a drawing of Hagane Nezuka, and he's, like, eating a bunch of, like, dango, and he's, like, super happy. And, like, the Croc Sensei mentions that when Hagane Nezuka gets angry, he goes and buys a bunch of dango and eats it. So clearly that's what he's going to do after he beats the crap out of Tanjiro in this chapter. Then they just play a good game of hide and seek after. Exactly. But that basically wraps up the Mugen train arc. So yeah, since uh, this was uh, J-Max's first time through the arc, I'm just curious, like, how did you feel about it? <laughs> yeah, I feel about it. Ooh. Oh boy. What an arc. Every time, like, it's just like, oh, fuck, oh, shit, they're asleep, and this is magical sleep, oh, crap. I'm like, it, it already started with that. I'm like, oh, god damn it. Um, the, the joy at, like, Tanjiro cutting off the head, and like, wait a minute, that was too easy. Uh, and then just, oh, it just kept spiraling more and more. I'm like, holy crap. I was kind of afraid with how much we hyped it up that, like, you would end up just not enjoying it. You see, I ignore, see, I, I ignore all hype. Like, when people were getting hyped for Endgame and stuff, I ignored it all. Because I'm like, if I get hyped, I'm going to be disappointed. So I, I, I expected it to be good, but I wasn't, you know, hyped for it. In fact, I put off reading it until, like, you know, a few hours ago. <laughs> but the million-dollar question is, are you going to keep reading more? Um, yes. I've I, I, Like, while I was reading, I just instinctively, at the end of 69, I, like, went to 70. I'm like, wait, this isn't important yet. <laughs> It gets even better. You're getting yeah. into a really good arc after this. Yeah, I think I'm going to be reading Siren as well, though. So Siren's also a pretty good choice. I love Siren. But yes, no, I, I'm definitely going to keep reading. Um, I will be one of the few who won't need a rowboat to get out of the theater when the movie hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie's going to be fun. 
I'll, I'll bring the or, I'll bring the boat if you bring the oars, Brian. Sounds like a plan. We got it. <laughs> yeah, that that movie is going to be uh definitely a fun time, I guess. Yeah, I feel this arc is especially kind of like shocking in a way because it does initially kind of seem like it's going to set up Rengoku being like a second mentor to Tanjiro, and pretty quickly that's kind of just dashed. Like Rengoku's dead, and yeah, Tanjiro's depressed. But it's also, I think, like, Aliens mentions this before, that this is really, I think, where Demon Slayer gets, like, its best direction narratively. Like, Tanjiro has now more motivation beyond just saving Nezuko. He has a motivation for his role as a Demon Slayer. Like, something to aspire to. And that's to live up to, like, what Rengoku left behind. Rengoku's legacy. Yeah, um, so... I posted a picture earlier, and I feel like this was a design, div, defining moment for Tanjiro, and it was in his dream. And it's like where his mom and uh, little and his her his brother come out of the forest and they're like asking, "Where are you going? Like, why are you dressed like that?" He's like, "Yes, I want to stay here forever. I want to turn around and go back. I should have been able to live like this for live here like this forever. Everyone should still be alive and well. Nezuko should." be in the sunlight under a blue sky. He's like, I should be making charcoal here, blah, 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 you know. But I already lost all that, and I can't go back. Yeah, he he can't change what's already been done. He can only move forward. It's really funny because, you know, had Muzan not decided to send demons to Tanjiro's house and kill the whole family, he wouldn't be dealing with Tanjiro right now. Muzan made a bad choice (laughs) for, uh, Attacking the Commodore household for a multitude of reasons, <laughs> as we'll find out. I can't wait to see Tanjiro learn more about uh, sun breathing. I can't wait to see him eventually master the Hinokami Kagura. Um, there's a lot of things that this is set up that I'm really excited for. Yeah, honestly, like this arc itself is just the start of like a new beginning for the series, and like it only ramps up from here. Like. Every arc from here on forward is kind of just, like, increasingly better, at least in, like, some aspect. So, uh, do we have any, like, final thoughts about the arc? I'm going to call it now. The manga is going to end with Tanjiro trying to kill Muzon, his sword breaking, and then the sword maker finally snapping and having enough of this, that he kills Muzon with his bare hands and then kills Tanjiro. That seems pretty legit. I could see that happening. Those knives of his are actually mini uh, uh, Demon Slayer swords. Yeah. Congrats, you called Nishirin it. blades, that's what they are. Yeah. Mini Nishirin blades. By the way, I, I I love that there was a sequence in there where it's like, Zenitsu was the sensible one. And then in the very next panel, he's like, I want to get off this train. There's demons here. Oh, no. Oh, crap. Oh, God. Yep. Yep. Anyways, let's wrap things up here. So, J-Mac, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at IzzyGayDrag. Um, you can find me everywhere else, including Twitch, YouTube, Discord, at JMacAfreak. I'm on the Toonami Faithful Discord server. And, yeah, you can also find me, I don't know where else, actually. I, I don't know. Oh, on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. at JMacAfreak. Awesome. And Laser, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LaserKid Prime, and I'm also on the Tiana Faithful Discord, just as LaserKid. So yeah, fun stuff. And Allison, where can people find you? Uh, at Twitter at meowtinehundred.twitter.com, and also Discord. Just add me as a friend. I forget the hashtag numbers, but add me. We can talk about mangoes and light novels and good boys. Lord, where can I find you on the internets? People can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. I'm usually on there talking about whatever I'm reading and writing reviews and not sleeping. But aside from there, you can find my manga focus reviews over on all-comic.com and my Tanami focus articles and reviews over on TanamiFaithful.com. So check out both of those places. But as far as the podcast is concerned, you can find that on Twitter at DSlayerPodcast. 
on Facebook at facebook.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast and on the Tanami Faithful website itself at tanamifaithful.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast. And the podcast is streaming basically everywhere at this point. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we're there. So whatever you listen to your podcasts on, look us up, subscribe, and enjoy our episodes. But that about does it for this week, so we will see you guys later.